everybody you're listening to the loon and nar podcast i am your host louis martinez aka loon and i'm joined here by my co-host ruben nahera aka nar and uh today we have a very special guest like i said every week we're going to try to bring a guest uh for you guys or every other week actually and um he's an artist he's actually um he's not born in the imperial valley but he was raised here and uh it's dr nothing what's going on man hey how's it going <laughs> all right uh i just want to let's uh clear something out of the air uh dr nothing's voice is going to be uh a little uh distorted because he wishes to remain anonymous and uh or somewhat anonymous i don't know how do you want to explain it dr nothing let me hear it i just don't want people to know who i am <laughs> well there all. you go there you go so he, he doesn't want anyone to know who he is that's not that, that i just don't i just you know it's for myself that's all yeah, so we're gonna um, we're gonna just kind of mess with his vocals a little bit. Um, so just in case you guys think something's wrong with the audio or something, it's nothing like that. We're actually doing this on purpose. So, uh, anyways, man. So what's up, Doctor Nothing? So first of all, I remain anonymous. Uh, I would say to clarify that, um, not specifically for the fact of being anonymous. It's if people knew exactly what it was that I was doing or up to or focused on or anything regarding my uh, outlook or thought process or philosophy on art uh, may undermine that fact. So what I mean specifically by that is... I do it for myself, and when I keep it limited, uh, I avoid all of the noise that may hinder my productivity. So I don't have to hear negativity. I don't have to hear anything. I just have to be myself, and that's it. Man. That was poetic. Yeah, that, that that's, was beautiful. That's really interesting. Yeah, man. so I don't care for the title of anonymous. I just don't want anything to ruin my fun. It's your therapy, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. And it adds to the, adds to the mysteriousness and the unknown of it all. And honestly, I think that's what's awesome because when you see his logo right now, a lot of you listeners listening. I'm pretty darn sure you've seen his stuff out there. And now you're like, oh, that's what that I've seen that before, you know? So like once and, and then you once you see it, you can't unsee it. Now you start looking out for it. And you're like, oh, there's Dr. Nothing right there. Oh, there's Dr. Nothing right there. Oh, I, you know what I mean? Like everywhere, that's man. Nice. Like that, that's actually that's actually a good segue to the next question. Like yeah. g- give us a rundown of where you're at because you're every you're all over the world, dude. You're all over the world. Uh, well, hold on, right. man. Before okay. you answer that, before you answer that, um, I'm going to check the audio real quick. We'll be right back. I'm going to check the audio real quick because I'm seeing something a little weird. I just want to make sure everything's running smooth and we'll be right back right now. All right. So uh, we're back. I just wanted to make sure audio was flowing. So um, go ahead, Ruben. Go, um, where were we? What did you ask Dr. Nothing again? All right. His work is 
all around the world, everywhere. And, and once you see it, you don't unsee it. You see his logo, you see the Dr. Nothing, the images, the art, and you're and all of a sudden you're looking out for it afterwards. You know what I mean? You're like, wow, he's over here, he's over there, he's over here, he's everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. right? explain, so, tell, give us an idea of where you are around the world. You're everywhere, dude. So oh, yeah. one of the things that I first might add to that, in my personal life, I should say, I'm all over the place. Uh, I think it's projected in my art in regards to uh, my locations, but also it's just the way I am. You know, when I'm at my house, you know, I have 50 different things going on, and I'm thinking of a million different things at the same time. So when I'm doing art, uh, it kind of alleviates all of the many thoughts that I have um, and allows me to specifically focus on one thing. Now, in regards to my art and how I try to um, travel and as well as network with other people, um, I wouldn't say... I'm anywhere specifically, uh, but I try to go to as many places as I can, if that makes sense. Um, I can't tell you a specific place off the top of my head right now, but uh, I, try, I try to uh, go to as many places that I can. Um, but a lot of it has to do with uh, some of the things that I'm doing in my personal life that allow me to, uh, to travel. Okay, man, so your traveling influences your art, correct? Or somewhat? Mm-hmm. Um, how does, ex- would you say that experiences or past experiences or, or, or more present experiences influence more of what you're doing? Oh, everything. <laughs> That's a good question. So, first of all, uh, well, my story, I should say, in general is a little different, but... Uh, a lot of my art stems from uh, the early stages in my collegiate career. Um, some of the experiences that I had working with specific populations of people, uh, some of the work that I was involved with, um, I was able to tap into a world that opened my eyes in a manner that not only could I not shut them, but I didn't want to. So my, my background um, and the story that transitioned into me developing uh, the Dr. Nothing character, it all comes from a certain time of my life. So it's kind of like... <laughs> I don't want to say I'm trapped in that time zone or time frame, whatever, but you could say I go back to that period of my life that allows me to come up with ideas that I normally would never come up with. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. Yeah, I wish I could go more into what they are, but that's irrelevant. The point is, is... They were dark 
times of my life, very dark, very dark and long. And, you know, people sometimes don't come out, but I did. And I use that energy and knowledge to help other people. And the trick is, is never expect anything in return. You do it because you, you want to you care about the next generation of people that are going to be running the show after you. I'm not saying anything in regards to art, but as a mentor and in regards to my real life, that's the way I'm trained. You have to nourish the future because they reflect you. So when you look upon yourself going forward where you're at right now as an artist as a person um what would you say to people that might have been or or are right now stuck in a place you were at um in the past that's an excellent question um like my mentor told me um he said the worst thing you can do in life is not be yourself. And what I mean by that is people that are in this dark state of mind or whether it's addiction or whatever it is, you have to understand that when you approach an individual that already, how do I say this? So, I have to think about this, you know, you can't just say whatever comes to your mind. So, you cannot change anybody. That's the first problem that in relationships people try to change others. And the thing is, is when you're mentoring people, you have to learn how to channel energy not change it or suppress it. So what I mean by people being in a dark state, whether it's addiction, depression, whatever, you have to learn to work with what they have and nourish the good quality, right? Good qualities of that individual. You cannot expect a dramatic change So what I would have to say is that what's not something good, but that has to happen, is people have to learn on their own a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I was told not to do certain things, and we do them. And you learn on your own. You learn by making mistakes. So I don't try to change anybody, but what I can do is share with them my experience, my understanding of the world, my belief system, and the hope that they just get a little piece of that because I pass that on 
and after you're gone, a piece of you will continue to live. Yeah, you alter their direction. Exactly. Yes. Sorry that took forever. I just was really <laughs> no, man, it's very no, compelling. Don't yeah. even, don't don't worry about any yeah. any of your answers. Um, I just I was trying to envision somebody. I was taking myself to them and what I would see and do. Yeah, that's kind of what I was doing right now. Sorry, I look like a nutcase. <laughs> no, no, man, you're changing. You're changing. You're changed lives sometimes in that sense. You know what I mean? Because some people just need that influence, that push, that you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean something about myself is I've helped many, many people. I've helped thousands of people. You know, and um, aside from art, so my art helps me understand something a little more about myself um, yeah. a different element of thought of my thought process would you necessarily say that people don't take time to understand themselves as a whole like they just don't pay attention to certain things about themselves that maybe they can either work on or at least um understand that they do whether it's negative or positive or whether they you know push that on other people like i said whether negative or positively because um as a as as a teenager i was really negative and um it took a long time to really see that in myself yeah well that's a million dollar question but what I can tell you is that that is a learned thought process, a learned behavior of being upset, being annoyed all the time, being aggressive, being pissed, all of these things were shaped and modified by our environment. Some of these behaviors that are expressed are not innate characteristics. And one of the answers, I guess I would tell you, is that sometimes I have to just take a step back and truly think before I respond. You have to. That's and I. That's something that takes a long time. It's it, it takes took, discipline. Man. It took me eleven years of getting a PhD to learn that. <laughs> it wasn't something that I was born with. It was many trials and tribulations, tribulations. and everything. Where I finally got it. it. One day I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Makes sense now. Makes sense. You stop. You truly think. You evaluate the situation. And then, well, I proceed. Um, not all the time. I, I do try. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I'm, it's, it's still a process, even where I'm at in my life. 
Yeah, well, I, don't even, I don't even know if I answered the question. No, but, no, that's it's, yeah. dude. I'm you, some of these questions I'm asking broadly, but that one was more specific towards myself. Yeah. yeah. Because I. Uh, well, a lot of it. What I'm trying to tell you is a lot of it's learned. Yeah. So you got to remember that. Would you be who you are if you were raised in Alaska? Would you? No. No. Not not at all. Would I be who I am? Even if I am who I am, just adopted, raised in Greenland, would I be who I am? No. So, a long time ago, somebody once asked a professor in one of my classes, what's more important? Um, nurture versus nature, right? Yeah. So... He then said, well, what's more important, your left leg or your right leg? And I said, well, my left leg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm stronger with the left thumb. So anyways, I said, well, that's a good point. Equal area of, of, of importance. So he then said, sometimes one is stronger than the other, vice versa. But the point was, is that both biology and environment are important. So some of those thoughts and behaviors are nourished and context-dependent learning processes. So, yeah. Just keep that in mind. It may be a fundamental learning process that you developed as a child. I don't want to go into too much therapy, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Go for it, Ruben. Dude, the, dude back real quick back to the art. Uh-huh. You have this really cool thing you do where mm-hmm. you repurpose a lot of things, right? Use your surroundings, your atmosphere, your environment. Uh, I've seen you repurpose like uh, frames. It's yeah. really dope, actually. And like you, yeah, go in, go, go into that. You're going to your style and your your influences, and and you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like you're original, but we all have something that we're like, man, that is awesome. Like something, every we all get inspired by something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, my biggest influence as a child uh, was my mother, um, and she had this painting in my grandmother's house and I remember being a little kid and asking my grandmother you know who painted this and she said oh you, your mom painted that and oh. I was like my mom painted that because you know, <laughs> I never saw her painting uh-huh. I never um, saw any of that you know um, so I remember seeing this and it influenced me to to want to learn how to paint and to draw and and to be creative one of the things that my mother did encourage me to do that i still do to this day um and that kind of never really stopped and that i would say that i am better at is um, i'm good at just cutting paper Mm -hmm. papers up images and mixing them um putting stuff together from different stories, different times, different places, and making it its own image. So that was something that I guess 
what I'm saying is, is the uniqueness of mine is a lot of, uh, well, I guess you could say everybody's is, but I have a lot of family uh, under, I guess you could say the foundation comes from my family. Um, and and um, just spending time with them when we paint together and cut stuff out and it was just kind of a time to bond and, and hang out and relax. But with my kids and, and, uh, and, um, so it's just cause I'm, I'm trying to think of too many things at one time. So, <laughs> but the uniqueness is, uh, well, I just try to use anything I have, you know, yep. just, I mean, the best place to find stuff is an alley, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up out in Imperial Valley. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I'm not talking bad, but you know, out here, I realized whenever I come back from living from somebody, somewhere else, I realized like, wow, man, this, this place is kind of crazy, crazier than I thought. Yeah, you know? it is. It yeah, is. it is. It it's really crazier than I realized. Is. I've lived out of here for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I came back. I'm like, oh man, since I've been back, I've already been in two fights. My car has been robbed. I'm like, you know, this, this place is, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. But the point is, is a lot of my ideas and influence come from growing up here. Uh-huh. You know, just the... It formed us. It formed us. Yeah. The accessibility to resources. I had to learn how to be creative with what we had. the limited mm-hmm. amount of stuff I had. Yeah. So if I just had, you know, toothpaste... And, dental floss and some other stuff that is not for art well i'm going to figure out a way to use it yep because that's what we have right here right now so yeah and and leading into that i mean the street art lifestyle itself uh not necessarily in in the valley but all the places you know that you go throughout the states of the world there's got to have been some pretty uh sketchy situations sometimes you know what i mean you got any crazy stories oh, of man. something uh <laughs> yeah something that happened one time oh yeah yeah stories that will that don't really seem real but i have my share of stories that uh that would keep you up at night but you know i've had knives pulled on me guns pulled on me yeah that's what i'm yeah know. i know there's some crazy situations yeah. that arise from i've had a you know fight i've gotten jumped um you know, it is what it is. A lot of that, though, was when I was younger. Uh-huh. When I was in my early 20s, later teens. Uh, for the last 15 years, I wouldn't say that it's happened, but um, in regards to street art or art. What about but, with authority? Like, uh, I've, been, I've been arrested a few times. Yeah, I won't lie. There's been a few times. Um, like they've caught you in the act caught me in the act straight oh, up wow. straight up yeah there was there's this one time <laughs> i was uh, down in san diego actually chula vista it was uh, me and a few other guys that you know actually with bourgeois and um you know we had been drinking and uh doing other illegal uh, activities engaging in other illegal behaviors i should say or activities I should say. Um, well, I decided to go wheat pasting with no t-shirt on, wearing a mullet wig. <laughs> and um, I 
this was during the time Robert Downey Jr. was always getting arrested. Ah, okay. So I used to put up the image of Robert Downey Jr.'s face, um, <laughs> his mugshot. We used to put that up. Tony this Stark. Was, this is, yeah, this is uh, 2001. 2001. So um, the cops pulled up on us. We were at Southwestern College. Down oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, he pulls up, and he sees what I'm doing. He busts us. He handcuffs me. Um, he takes my mullet wig off, and he throws me against the car, and he says, Do you think this is funny? And I was, like, thinking to myself, uh, well, not really. I was kind of rocking that way because I thought it was awesome, but, you know, I guess now I do. So he throws me in the back of the cop car, and, um, you know, I was heavily under the influence. And, uh, you know, like I said, we make bad decisions that you learn from. And um, You should have played with them and been like, can I have my wig back? Yeah. <laughs> well, he gave it back to me. He yeah. actually checked. So I'm in the back of the cop car, you know, and I see the cops talking. Uh-huh. And their backs are to me, and I'm just so messed up. Like, I'm just, I'm out of it. My adrenaline's pumping, you know, and I'm counting the holes in the back of the, the cop car, uh-huh. and I'm just losing my mind, you know. And, and I see them talking. And he has the wig in his hand, and they're kind of laughing. And I'm like, oh, man, what is going to happen? I just want my wig back. (laughs) And uh, they get me out of the car, and they give me the wig, and they say, get out of here. Take that down and just get out of here. And so we left, and I remember, uh, you know, I was like, whatever, but. I mean, that's not really a crazy story. I just thought it was funny. About that the, is pretty that funny, is pretty though. funny dude. Yeah. Contributed to uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. popularity. <laughs> yeah, no. no, I mean, we've, we've had our share of different points of putting different stuff up over the years. So I've done jobs for different companies over the years, and, and uh, um, that's how I started wheat pasting, you know, from skateboarding to wheat pasting and doing various jobs from, you know, companies like Pony or Obey or Bourgeois or some of just various companies of where we would, you know, put up some of their work. Uh, over the years, I was putting stuff up for people and I was always making my own stuff, you know, but I didn't ever show anybody. I didn't really want anybody to know. I didn't really care. But I just got that rush that skateboarding used to give me with wheat pacing. So as you know, there's no better feeling, I should say, like, you know, one of the best feelings, I should say, is when you land a trick and you ride away and you just feel so good. Oh, yeah, man. Well, that's the, the, the rush that I got when I would put up stuff. So eventually I just said, you know what, I'm going to put my own stuff up. And, well, years later and here we are now, so... And it's it's hella original too, man. It's it's you, man. It's you. You know what I mean? I mean, like you see, like all the uh, you know, like Obey was everywhere, right? But you got to remember, at the end of the day, that that's Andre the Giant's face. Yeah. Is it really original? Uh, not really. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's taking a a deceased wrestler. You know what I mean? You're making him popular, but at the same time, 
like I don't know you think Andre would be bummed he'd be like yo man you're capitalizing <laughs> on me like I was here medical bills I was sick and yeah. no one like you know what I mean and then they're making mad dough off him you know like you know what I mean but when it comes to your stuff Dr. Nothing I mean it's original man it's you it's like you know it's yeah. it's uh, uh yeah dude it's the disguise well, yeah. well I appreciate that yeah. but you know um everybody is their own person you know so I, I mean I just kind of do whatever comes to my mind try not to think about it too much um obey has influenced me a lot you know so mm -hmm. shepherd fairy was uh somebody that we were mentored by in the early 2000s when he was in uh san diego mm -hmm. so uh I have a lot of love for different uh, styles of street art and mentorship. So it just it just depends, you know, it just depends. But as for my stuff, I just I just try to be whatever comes to my mind. All right, man. Well, it looks yeah, like sorry. Yeah, that's cool, man. It looks like um, we're right about that time, dude. Um, d is there anything? Anything you want to plug? Like Dude, I don't know if you plug do the social your media social thing, media, bro. You know what I mean? so everyone can what, see where all your stuff is around the world. Yeah, sh yeah, like this is the time to do it, man. Share your art, you know. Uh, well, it doesn't. Just look up Doctor Nothing, I guess. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just you hear really that, everybody. Just look up Doctor Nothing. Yeah. Doctor Nothing. To, it's, not, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you hear this episode, you understand where he's coming from. You understand a little bit more about him, yeah. but yet we still need to know a lot more. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I just, I think seeing it on the streets better. Yeah, man. What about but, what about merch, dude? Where can people like you know what I mean? Um, Get a doctor nut, then yeah. some stickers. Well, I, shirt, you know, hit, people hit me up on Instagram, and I send I send packs out. Um, the only place that sells my T-shirts is in El Paso. So nice um, at the Dream Chasers Club. So nice out, out in El Paso. So. Shout out to El Paso and everybody out there. I love all of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. El Paso has a special place in my heart, you know. And when they say everything's bigger in Texas, right? That's the saying, huh? Yeah, El Paso's it's great, man. I left a lot, a lot there, so. Nice. Heck yeah, man. Just uh, everyone, I just want everyone to know that we're actually here live, uh, MetaHumans HQ, so... Uh, Ruben, you want to just plug yourself in real quick? Yeah, I mean, thank you, Doctor Nothing, for thank coming, you. man. Um, he is uh, in disguise, anonymous, but <laughs> I will say, uh, I grew up admiring his skateboarding. Thank you. So, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't want to give too much away, but he is—he's—he's yeah. he's yeah, a—he's no. a shredder himself, bro. He's <laughs> sick. Thank so, you, man. I appreciate that. Hell yeah, dude. And um, and yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm. Ruben Najera. You can find me at Ruben Najera on all social handles. And don't forget to look up Dr. Nothing. Thank you. Instagram. He's on there, man. Like, I, I follow him. I check out all this. I got one of his, uh, one of his one of a kind portraits, one man. Kind. Yeah, yeah, we have it here in you, the man. store if you want to see it. Hell yeah. yeah. You guys need to come down you, and check it out. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can reach uh, me at, at 24 Hours Sunset or listen to my music at soundcloud.com backslash 24 Hours Sunset. If you guys like anything, just drop a like, whatever. Just hit me up. If you guys just want to jam, anything, man, it's all good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, man. So, uh, Dr. Nothing, dude. Thank it's you been so a much for having me. I had a great time. All right.